Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. My name is Ben Fields. This is my podcast. Thank you for being here. Good show today. Have uh, Ryan Reed on the show today. Ryan is a really interesting dude because there's this whole ecosystem of film and television production. Still photography fits into that, I think, a little bit. Uh, but this whole industry that sprung up in Knoxville, Tennessee, for seemingly no reason. It turns out there is a really good reason for it. And I think that's kind of what we're digging into on this podcast sometimes is 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 why we're here, why this business is here, why the industry landed here and why it proliferated in such a way that has, you know, not only sustained my generation of directors, cinematographers, stage technicians, but this stage was set before us and it was actually set by Ryan Reed's dad's generation. So Ryan Reed is a second generation film and television production guy. But we talk about his his dad, Randy Reed, and who's a well-known name around here who really helped you know build this film and TV industry in Knoxville into what it is. So uh, we had a great talk about all kinds of stuff. And Ryan is a spectacular dude. I'm so glad that uh, that I got to meet him and, and got to know him a little bit here on the microphones. This was the first time uh, that he and I had met. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Also, uh, Austin Christensen, 47 seconds on the Rubik's Cube. Almost got me. Not quite there yet. Nice work. All right, let's get to my chat with uh, with Ryan Reed. Here he is. Let's do it. We're doing the podcast. Let's do it. Ryan Red. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. I was I was reading that off something <laughs> and I used the past tense. Oh no. Oh no. How are you, Ryan? I'm well, ma'am. Good. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for doing it, man. I'm glad to know you. Yeah. So you're a stills man. You're in the pictures. Yeah. The still I guess photos. So. I guess so, man. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you shoot? Um, really everything. Um like brand stuff or yeah people everything 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 um architecture sometimes really yeah i mean <laughs> i never really got into architecture honestly it's probably the one thing i haven't got into or it's, landscapes it's hard all the lines get all bendy with your yeah. lens you gotta use tilt shifts yeah like the smart people tell me what lens to use and i and i use those now nah, you know what lenses to use yeah i do now because they they told me well how, how long have you been doing it how'd you get into it um i have been taking photos for eight years okay yeah and um the way i got into it was kind of odd i mean um i had a i had my oldest son joa and I was like, back then the iPhone photos weren't that great. Right. So my wife and I were like, let's invest in a, in a DSLR. And to I take did pictures of your kids? Of just the kids. Yeah. Like just him, just Joe at the time. And uh, I got a uh, Canon T3i off, uh, I think, Craigslist for like $300 with a little plastic 50 millimeter on it. The kit lens? No, fifty millimeter. Fifty. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the kit. Oh, yeah. it, was a, it, was a, it was a the nifty fifty yeah. plastic prime. Dude, it was plastic and it yeah. was awesome. And um, I actually, you know, when I got that camera, I was actually making more like home videos than anything. On the T three I. Yeah. Putting it in video mode and yeah. making some making some dad yeah. camcorder stuff. Dude, yeah. Christmas that, day. Send that fifty at like, dude. <laughs> 
I was like 1.2, like as low as I can go. You're going shallow depth of field as possible, making everything look cinematic for the family. Hardly anything was in focus. I was like, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, dude, I, yeah, if I look back at those videos, um, it was like, you know, a day in the life of Joa. Yeah. And it was just, and just like to super emotional music. (laughs) It's great. Like I remember, um, I remember making a couple videos and I just loved, I don't know. I just loved kind of just telling that story, you know, yeah. of a day in the life of kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, like, I didn't know that was, there was no professional intention in that. Really? It was just my cool. iPhone. And we just wanted to, if we did anything with our family, we wanted it to be a little better quality, you know, if we're going to print it out or whatever we wanted to do with it. Right. Well, and what were you doing at the time then? If, oh if you weren't working in the business. Dude, I love that you don't know anything about me. I really? Love, yeah, I love this. Um, yeah. Okay, so at that time, eight years ago, let's see, I guess I was freshly out of being a custodian at a church. Nice. Which one? Uh, Can you Ma- say? Mount Olive Church. That's Baptist right church. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like some, a lot of your like past guests have been, like I, that's where I knew them from. Really? Josh Manis, Josh Lay. Really? Um, yeah, all those guys. Um, so were you cleaning up over at the church? Yeah, so I was. I grew up kind of in the youth group there, yeah. and um, and so in twenty twenty ten or so, I got. A, I like. I was doing nothing. I went to Southwell High School, graduated, didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I'm going to go play drums in Nashville, not knowing mm. what I was going to do. I was a terrible student in high school, just terrible. Yeah. Um, like. Just couldn't figure it out. Didn't want to uh, study? No, not yeah, at all. I don't blame you. No. I mean, I, it was funny because, like, I was – my senior year was homecoming king and class favorite. Really? But I barely graduated. <laughs> and so that's this tells you <laughs> – that yeah. tells you, like, where my priorities were. You People know? loved you. People loved me, but, yeah. like – That's where you were spending your uh, – your energy was making friends and, yeah. and being a good dude, not necessarily yeah. uh, pounding the books all yeah. night. Yeah. I was the guy who was like, hey, man, what are you doing this afternoon? Let's have a, you know, let's get together and have a bonfire or whatever. And like 50 people would show up. That's great. And um, and anyway, so I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. Out Coming of, out of high school? Out of high school, like most people, right? South but, Oil? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I was – semi-involved in in the church stuff um i was playing drums and stuff like that in the bands and did a few summer things and um yeah and i i met my wife at a at a summer camp thing and she was from alabama we met at a in birmingham were you a custodian i was a custodian i was for the church Mm -hmm. i want to know how you got that job well since i was involved with it and i was kind of i was kind of tight with um the youth pastor there yeah and he was like yeah. This kid doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah, and like this but dude, we love him. Well, it's like this guy just met a girl. He has no job, kind of thing, yeah. you know. Too and uh, <laughs> yeah, and and he loved me and like everyone, everyone, everyone there really liked me. And so yeah, next thing I knew, I was I was cleaning the church. Um, and like that was Wednesday re- nights and Sunday nights, or dude, all every, week, every day. Really? Yeah, Monday, Monday through Friday. It was a good. It was a job. It was like my first real job. It was like so my first job. offering plate money was going was going to pay your salary. I guess so. I love it. Yeah, I guess so. I always wonder where that stuff goes. I know it goes to the custodians, and it was like that. a weird job, man. It was like it was, it was the first. You know, it was kind of my first real job, but I, I had that job was so unique because I had to, um, I had to really get good at like spreading out my job for the whole week. 
if I really wanted to, I could come in on a Monday after a Sunday and be done. Really? And my the whole church would be clean. And then okay. Wednesday would come and then Thursday I'd be done, you know? And like the first few months I was like, how do I not be just so bored all day at my job? And so I, I actually perfected just like how to spread out <laughs> a little bit of work all week. And then <laughs> I remember like I worked there for like three years or so. And I had, I had a kid, Joe was born. And I remember they, they like my kind of boss or whatever pulled me in and was like, Hey, we can't pay you anymore um, than you make right now, which I think was like $11 an hour. Yeah. And um, at this point, my wife, Kayla was, um, she was probably still working, um, maybe still on like on the leave after yeah. Joe was born. And uh, we were talking about like, Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. She was like, I really want to stay home. And at the time, man, dude, I was like, okay, stay home. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm making, I make 11 bucks. I'm making an hour. $11 an hour. Yeah. Like we're good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. And then, um, and so basically after that, we had a, we had a friend who, uh, was a chiropractor and yeah. this is, this is going to get so weird. Um, yeah. is this after you started doing the photos? No, not yet. No, not so yet. I'm not okay. yet into photos at all. Okay. At all. Okay. Um, chiropractor friend. So doctor chiro- something chiro- chiropractor friend, shout out Dr. Sarah. She was like, Hey, um, this chiropractic office I'm working at is hiring pretty much a guy to manage our kiosk in Westtown mall. And your goal is like, you're making $8 an hour. But if you like get people to sign up to come see us, you'll make, I think it was like 20 bucks per person. So you had some commission. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll do it again. Kayla's like pretty much saying I'm, I'm at home now. Joe was born. It's just me. See, there's there's no better thing to make a man <laughs> making eight dollars an hour mm-hmm. be a commission guy than having some stakes. See, at I'm, home. The pro- only problem is I'm the worst salesman you've really? ever seen. I'd rather just Re- be like, hey, dude, just come on. There's no worries, man. Don't pay for it. It's all good. And I'm the same way. I was terrible. <laughs> Honestly, I was terrible. Really? And um, hated standing in the mall. Obviously, you know, I was like, what if someone sees me? He's so embarrassed or whatever. But. Um, but at the same time I had a kid and a wife at home. So I was like, I was grinding still, you know? Um, so oddly enough, that place that I was at, at the chiropractor office, you know, we would have these kind of early morning meetings, um, as a whole staff, whether you're the mall guy or, or a chiropractor, we'd have these meetings in the mornings and, um, the, the like main like owner was like, Hey, I'm really wanting to start this like online health um, you basically, you subscribe online. We'll provide like health tips and stuff via video. What year was this? Um, man, 2011, 20, 20 okay. no, it's it probably 2013 or 14, okay. maybe. So YouTube was around. It was around. Yeah. Um, but nobody was creating. I don't yet. think so. Like, unless I just wasn't aware, which yeah. definitely could have been the case. So this chiropractor wanted to create <laughs> help content. Yeah. Yep. And he Did was, you help them do that? So he was basically being like, hey, if you guys know anybody who can like do video or anything like that, let me know. And by the by this time, were you already taking pictures at home and nope. all that? Still no. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So I might have had that camera. I might have had it. But it's like, dude, there's nothing. It's not even on my mind to like be like, I do that at home even. And so he um he asked that question and I just kind of started thinking. I was like, dude, I think I could do this if I really wanted to. 
Like I'm, if I, you know, I can learn somehow. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, you know, I can, I can try this thing. Next thing I know, dude, he gives me like a $60,000 budget to create this like thing. And my dad is in, is, uh, as a lighting guy, I like, I'm talking to him. I'm like, Hey, listen, I got this chance to like do this thing. He wants to build out a, basically a little TV studio in his office, in like the waiting room of his mm. office. Talk to my dad about it. He's like, okay, let's get, come up with a game plan. Um, my dad and I come up with a game plan to like take out some of the drop ceiling, add some pipe in there. We, we like s- a truss to mm-hmm. hang lights from. Yep. And we get, we get like probably five or six, uh, airy lights. Um, and, and then we like change the background. Like I get a Dana dolly and like speed rail and I buy a little DSLR, like, and I learn how to do all this stuff. Like I, I'm reading manuals. I'm like doing the whole thing. So for that guy, for that guy, I was audio, I was video, I was photos, I was lighting, I was editing everything, graphics. I was like trying to figure out how to do that. So I did that for like, um, like two years. Like I went from the guy at the kiosk to running, running a studio. I'm running this like product. Like we had a, we had a few live recordings that we did and everything, and I learned how to do all that stuff just like wow. online. See to your pants. Yeah, and then. But your dad helped you out, right? Like he was he was the guy that you that made you feel like you could do it. I think so. Yeah, I think if I really thought about it, um I knew I had him and his contacts like get kind of in my back pocket. Yeah, so so that's like I I've heard your dad's name for a long time. Mm. And so you you are kind of like <laughs> you come from a pedigree, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is so weird because the production market in town seems relatively young and relatively new Mm -hmm. but like your dad is what in his 60s now he'll be 69 this year and he had an entire career working in the film and television business in knoxville yep from when he was our age Mm -hmm. yeah up until now i mean he still has one right Mm -hmm. yeah totally so that's been going on for quite a while like that's not young and so now we have a second generation (laughs) that learned from the ogs yeah. Like your dad, and that's I don't know, that's that's wild to me because I always picture the production market around here and the content creation market mm. around here yeah, as totally. being young, but it's not. No, I mean Yeah, I mean my dad in a lot of ways, like I mean, as I as I get older, you know, like he I'm so much like him in a lot of ways, but yeah. um but honestly, like I never, I never really intended to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, it, well, it doesn't sound like you were on the trajectory to <laughs> to follow in your dad's footsteps and, no. and be a, a film and TV production technician. Yeah. Uh, you you know you're cleaning the church, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just I'm I was just trying to like support my family. Like, right. Honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. then you hit up that that like natural thing yeah. you had that natural market. Yeah. Yeah. And we're able to plug into it. Yeah. But, but you're doing stuff a lot differently. Yeah. You know, totally. You know, like I said, your dad's been doing this 40 years, right. Or, mm-hmm. or, or so things mm-hmm. are a lot different now. Yeah. Too. Um, and I, I, th- I think it's super cool though, that you, uh, that you were able to, to dig in and start to start to get kind of, you know, you, you knew the right people to call. You had the right yeah. connections in there yeah. and, and you had an interest for it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, you know, I I was one of of four sons to my dad. So 
if he was doing any kind of side gigs, I was cutting gels or, you know, helping him focus lights on these little side projects as a really? little, as a little kid. You're going and, to work with your dad. Yeah. I mean, not all the time, but, um, if he had something kind of like a side gig or anything like that, where it was like, you know, he would say, yeah, I can do that. And then he'd bring all of his kids to, to the church or whatever that he was like, you know, the TV church or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and dude, I've got vivid memories as a kid cutting gels, like of, of cutting being a, a, gels. a grip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And even then it wasn't like, oh, I wish I was this one day, you know, and, I, and I'm not sure like those kind of conversations are still coming. Like I'm trying to pull this more out of my father, like as I get older on like what was kind of your mindset on like not raising up a, of like four sons. I mean, you're a legend in Knoxville. Like we could have easily had our own little lighting and grip company as right. just a family, you yeah. know, and like his thought behind that. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, I don't think he figured out while he was my age, how am I going to do this and also have like a thriving relationship with my kids, you know? Mm. And, and I think that was a huge part of it. And I, in a lot of ways, I'm thankful that I wasn't drug into the industry Yeah, um, because my dad was in it. Yeah. I, I, I think I would be uh, very hesitant to lead my kids into the film and television mm -hmm. business just because it is such hard work. Yeah. It's, uh, happens all hours of the day. It's somewhat unpredictable. It's it got to be flexible. It's, it can be hard on a marriage if you don't, sure. you know, and a family. Totally. But it sounds like your dad kept it together. You said how many kids? Yeah, I was one of seven. One um, of seven kids. Yeah, there was five. I mean, the older two, my half sisters were quite a bit older, so they were kind of out of the house. But gotcha. I mean, it was five kids at the house. So where'd your dad work when you were growing up? Um, so he was at Cinetel at first and then Scripps. Um, and gotcha. he was at Scripps for 28 years or something like that. Wow. Working um, in the studio? Yeah. And he so, was a lighting director there. Wow. Mm -hmm. In the studio. Yeah. You know was, Tim Doyle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All, I mean, all those, every <laughs> time you say does. a name like that, it's just yeah. like, this is just part of the family. You know, yeah. it's just part of the everyday names that I would hear as a kid. Right. <clears throat> so, so the whole like, I don't know. I, I, We've talked about it on the show before because other people that have come from the Cinetel tree have mm -hmm. been here and sat in that chair and kind of explained it a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. there's like this, uh, there's this progression in like this uh, clan that happened out of like uh, out of the Bagwell mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Um, Ross Bagwell started Cinetel, right? Yeah. His daughter, Dee Bagwell, started River Media and is. Married to Jimmy Haslam, right? Mm -hmm. Owns the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's this whole world uh, behind it. But Cinetel is really you can you can very easily make the case that it's the reason that Discovery is here right now. Yeah, I Do mean, my dad so? still talks about you know the grip truck that he built out called the Shooting Star um, for Cinetel. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, they and we and we laugh all the time about. Um, you know, his, him and him working hard for, for crews just in Knoxville, just to have lunch on a, on a long day, you mm -hmm. know, um, he's got stories for days on the, really the ground, like roots of, of production in Knoxville, which is really cool to kind of have those be like stories that almost like folklore that I've heard just kind of like, as of, I mean, as I've grown up. Well, it very much paved the way for mm -hmm. what you and I are doing right now. Yeah. Like we owe your dad yeah. <laughs> and everybody that he was working Thanks, with dad. a huge thank you Yeah, because they built this infrastructure and proved that it could be done here. Mm -hmm. And then that I think stood on its own merit to a mm -hmm. point where 30 years later it gets acquired by discovery because Cinetel mm -hmm. gets folded into scripts. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, becomes Scripps Productions, I guess. Yeah. For a while, becomes its own department, mm-hmm. film division, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then Discovery buys it a few years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. And My dad's so proud of, of all that stuff. He should dude. be, man. He's so proud of it. And it's cool. It's cool just to, just to still be riding that wave that happened, you know, 40 years ago or so, you know. It's it, wild. It doesn't seem like it's any smaller now. It doesn't seem... Mm like it's passed us by it seems like it's somewhat proliferated and it seems like the the foundation was sturdy and that we continue to build on top of it and do things in new ways Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing at tombras Mm -hmm. what all the production companies all over town lock and key draft Mm -hmm. uh uh big slate always Mm -hmm. abounding now um yeah like everybody's doing stuff in a real way. Yeah. Working for real clients and yeah. doing real the same size stuff in the same with the same amount of professionalism and stakes that yeah. were happening. Yeah. You know, 40 years ago. I mean, I think he the thing that is cool about I think the production world in Knoxville is it started out with just a lot of hard work. You know, a lot of just working hard and you know, these guys are, they would never admit it, I think. But I mean, they're the guys that my dad learned from. I mean, my dad still cannot tell a story without mentioning a handful of names that taught him how to do it. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of those guys are just, um, they're just like normal people who work extremely hard. And, and at the end of the day, all wanted to make a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. And that's still true to this day. I mean, a beautiful a beautiful wrap of a set um, of a huge crew who whose only goal was not to make a name for themselves, but just to make a pretty picture as a, as a collective, as a team though, that's still, I mean, that's still to this day, like is what it's all about for me, you know? And I think that's, that, that's what makes my dad proud about this industry um, in Knoxville still is like those, when I call him after a long day and say, you know, at the end of the day, this is what we did. And, Mm. um, and I think that's cool. I think it started the whole, mm, I don't know, the the whole mindset of we're lucky to do this. We're doing something mm-hmm. really awesome. Um, it's gratifying because it's finished at the end of the day. Yep. You get to see it playing on the big screen with mm-hmm. the big lights. Like you did something. Yeah. And, and there's not, I don't know, there's not this sense of like um, – uh, transactional nature that comes from it of just like, okay, on to the next. Like yeah. we're working, we have to work with the same people every single week because the market's so small sometimes uh, right. can, can get small, can shrink, totally, you yeah. know? And, and so we have to have more to it than, than just a, a, a transactional vibe. It's mm-hmm. gotta be something uh, that we enjoy doing and that we feel like gives, you know, gives, gives us purpose. Yeah. And that, to me has been the the lasting like of all the things that mm-hmm. the old guard did i'm mm-hmm. calling the old guard yeah yeah <laughs> like i think that's the thing that really was the most important yeah. kind of is 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 the uh how serious they took it mm-hmm. so do you get into motion picture stuff at all or do you just shoot stills um now it's mm-hmm. just stills okay yeah it's just stills but um, before well, before, after the chiropractor and and before you got to where you are now, I mean, I was still trying to figure out who I was who I was supposed to be and what I was what I really like to do too. I mean, I um, you know, once that was all kind of to wrap things up with that like whole crazy story is like once that was all done with the chiropractor, I was let go from there. 
Um, I think Kayla was eight months pregnant with our second child. Okay. Um, I got let go from that job. And my older brother, Jared, was at a zipline joint in Gatlinburg. Nice. Called Climeworks, which was awesome. Awesome. And, you know, and just like, a, hey, I've got a family to support. I need a job. Um, he, uh, I, <laughs> I became a zipline tour guide for three months or something like that. Up in, in the, the summer? Mm-hmm. In the summer. And... Took a bunch of Ohioans on treetop tours. Dude, so many Ohioans. Um, (laughs) So many Ohioans. Um, (laughs) uh, But it was an hour and a half one way to work. And Kayla was, like I said, you know, eight, nine months pregnant. Yeah. Where'd you live? Uh, At that time, we were in South Knoxville. We were in the- Still took an hour and a half to get to the, I guess you're up in the the mountains somewhere. It was a while. It was was deep in there. And so like I was actually making great money there. It was probably the most money I'd made um, in a while uh, doing that stuff. And, but I was like, dude, Kayla, like at any moment could be having a baby. And- um, And I'm two hours from the hospital. I've got no service (laughs) and I'm more than likely like zip lining in the the trees of, of the mountains, you know? And- so I actually like quit that job, went back to Knoxville, um, took a job being a, a like I was waiting tables with a, at a friend's um, like restaurant um, for not long at all, like maybe a month and a half or two months. Um, I was a terrible, terrible server. Um, and I find that hard to believe, dude, I, I could chat people up, but remembering what they wanted mm. and like bring in more than one thing at a time. Which is them. the important part of the job. <laughs> Which is the important part. It's like, dude, that guy was a cool guy, but he was a terrible, like I remember what I wanted to eat. Um, How long did you do that? Not long, two yeah. months maybe. Yeah. Um, and my and my friends just like hired me just because they knew the situation and stuff. And and again, it's like all about who you know, right? Like it's yeah. it was just like, I mean, every when I think about every job that I've had, it's been a connection from a friend. Mm. And um, I'm very thankful for that. But so then Beckham was born. And then I was like, man, I need a job, like a good job. And then another person I knew was like, hey, we're hiring at um, Clayton Homes building houses. I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm not a, I don't know anything about building anything. Was this right around the time they were doing those like really super modern modular uh, iHomes or whatever? It was, but I wasn't building those. Um, I was, I, I actually worked for, a, uh, I guess it was like a branch of, of Clayton that was called True Homes, which were like, um, I guess you could say they were, they were homes like kind of designed for government assistant kind of living. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you could buy one of these for like 20,000 or something like that. Yeah. And, but it was honestly. But by the time you paid for it, it would be 120,000. Yeah, sure. It yeah. was like, we got to have land. And they, know? and they own the piece of land that you yeah, built. It, it wasn't on. a good situation no. at all. It wasn't like a, a gift. Um, How long did it take to build one of those things? So were they kits and you guys would show up and like put them together? Man, golly. Um, okay. So. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story how I got that job because I, I got I went in for the interview and again a friend like kind of referred like his yeah. dad worked there forever he was like a lifer there and uh, and so he like kind of re- referred me just because he knew I was like a nice person or whatever and uh, so I got in the interview and this guy's interviewing me and I'm and I'm basically like hey like I I don't have any building experience um, I'm I don't really know much about like tools. Um, I'm also scared of heights, which is funny because I was a zipline tour guide, but I was scared the whole time. I'm scared. They're of like, heights. you're scared of heights because it says right here yeah. you were giving three top tours yeah. three months ago. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this, and so, anyways, I I, made, I basically was like, don't give me the job. Like, I want it, but don't give it to me. In a, in a lot of ways, and they 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 were like, okay, we'll call you when we have a position. And basically, like, I 
they knew that I was a, a good enough person. They wanted me to get, to get a job. So they like waited out for the perfect job for me. And like two weeks after that, they called me like, Hey, we have a, we have a job. Um, it's on this, it's building floors. So you're not in the air. You're on the ground. Yeah. You're on the ground. It's like one of the few things the whole, in the whole like factory where you're on the ground. I was like <laughs> sick. I was like, I don't know anything about anything. So I went in and like, just learned. And like, it took me, dude, it took me like three weeks to probably shoot a nail gun because I was so scared of it because they do those <laughs> training videos of like, you know, don't do Here's this. what happens if you get a like, nail in your yeah, hand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like the person, like the example they showed for the, the, the nail in the hand was in my department. So I'm even more terrified of it, you know? So finally the, my, my boss was like, Hey, listen, like we like you, man, but like, you're going to have to like shoot a nail gun at one point. <laughs> at some like point, this is, I'm not even exaggerating. This is probably three <laughs> weeks into my job. And I'm like, dude, I really, okay, cool. So I finally did. And then dude, I honestly became one of the best on my team. Like it was just like, I, I learned it and something clicked in me and I was like, I was killing it. So you put the floors in. So I was on the floor jig. It was like this little thing. Literally, we started from nothing every you, morning. You put them in in the factory? So so you didn't build them on site? We built them. On site? Yes. Okay. So we go in and we're the first in line in this like factory. And literally like on Monday, I'm pulling out um, this like plastic bottom board of a house. And that's the first thing. And I, and there's this whole like jig set up to where we can kind of build it right there. Pulling it off what? Off a line? Off, off a roll. Off okay. a roll and I'm pulling it and I get it in place and then we start and then we build the frame, we build the joists, like we do the insulation, the plumbing, like all the stuff. And, um, and then we send it on. And so I think we did, I feel like we did, by the time it got through the whole line, um, I think we completed like six full, like double size trailers a week. Okay. And it was like cranking out. But yeah. you were in a, like a factory setting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, warehouse building total. the floors and so I was putting the, them on a truck. The joke was I was the guy who didn't want to shoot a nail gun and wore skinny jeans. That was like <laughs> that was me, and I was like, yeah. I mean, it's just you know the environment of this those kind of people, you know, and they're and it's a certain type of person that works there, and and I worked there and I fit in really good. And <laughs> and by the time I was there for nine months, it was funny, man. Like telling them, hey, I'm leaving. Um, I got a job being a photographer at at agency in Knoxville. They're like, what? At an ad agency like, in Knoxville. What the heck is any of those words you just said? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, and then from there, like I knew another guy, Ryan Daly, who who saw something in me that I didn't see, and pitched it well enough to Tom Briss that they believed him. And dude, my my reels because at that time I was hired as an editor slash videographer. That was mm. my title. And my reel was literally my kids at home. Yeah, I was gonna say, did they see some of your Christmas morning stuff? Yes. And they said this is that's this, all I this had. guy's oh, this guy's got a one point two uh fifty yeah. millimeter lens. Yeah, dude. He knows knew. what he's doing. They knew I was artsy. So Ryan Daly got you in. Yeah. I, I I don't really know him. I had a phone conversation with him about probably eight years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. right when he started working at Tom Bruce. Yeah. And it was, he had, I think he just started working there, mm-hmm. but he was traveling overseas with one of the project managers and doing something. Oh yeah. And, and I had just gotten back from. He went to Norway or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was somewhere up there mm-hmm. and him and the, uh, and the uh, what, project manager or something called me and we had a conference call about like what it takes to fly a bunch of camera gear yeah. into another country. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, here's my experience. Yeah, and dude. we talked for like 30 minutes. And 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 that was I I hadn't uh met him before that. I talked to him that one time and then I ran into him again probably 
two years later uh, when I was shooting stills with Jack Parker at yeah, Bristol cool. Motor Speedway. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, Ryan was there, and I met yeah. him. We were on a golf cart together. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So so he was there before you were, and he was mm-hmm. the guy who kind of pulled you into to the Tombra's fold. Mm-hmm. And this is, what, five years ago? This is five years ago. So, you know, Tombra's looks nothing like it looks like now. Um, then it looked yeah, it much no. different. It was, I mean, there was no, like, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, um, Daly was, I think his title was director of photography, but I think he got hired on there as a digital project manager. I want to say he was one of the first people that held a camera Yeah, at the agency. 100% was. 100% was. Um, I don't know the total story, but basically it was like he was a digital project manager. He came, he came from an internship straight out of UT, and um, this is like his first job. And I think Charlie Chambers was like, talking something about video and daily said, I have some experience in this. And that's how, that's kind of how it was built was mm. through that, which gotcha. is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. The person who introduced me to him was uh, April Timko, who was at okay. another ad agency in town and okay. she was doing a project with him and, and, and using him. I was like, this kid is good. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He's awesome, man. Is he? I mean, really like, it's cool. Cause like we, we knew each other through going to the same church um, and I knew Mount him. Olive. No, this is different. different this is at way, way, way different okay. than Mount Olive. Um, this church called Ignition, and uh, it was a it was a church plant from from Charlotte, um, yeah. from another bigger church with one of the awesome like fancy logos. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a contemporary cool, service, hip church. Yeah, yeah it was totally. There's hip. a bunch of those everywhere, man. Yeah, my, I mean, my wife. That's a big part of my wife and I's story. Like, we, really, we we were looking for something other than Mount Olive Baptist church and, yeah. and found we, something a little more your yeah. speed. And it was cool. It was great for but what that's where you met Ryan. That's where I met Ryan. Okay. Um, and like, dude, when I met him, I was like, this guy's so cool. I'm like, if I could just be as cool as he is, I mean, he was wearing flat, bull, flat bill hats before. Like I thought that was cool before it was cool. I mean, I'm like, dude, he, he's guy, young. He's, he's young. He's younger than both of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, He's about, he's like a year and a half, two years younger than me. Okay. Um, I think he just turned 30 actually. Yeah. There was a, there was a movement right after, right after, uh, I got to be in my mid twenties where I was like, yeah, I'm old already. Yeah. That didn't take long. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I feel old when I think about Ryan Daly. I'm mean, like, dude, this guy's cool as shit, man. Sam said this to me the other day. Sam was like, <laughs> I watch college football and I still feel like those guys are older than mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, these guys are like 19 years old. It's crazy. I'm with you, Sam, on that. 100% on that. Um, but yeah. So Did, he, were you asking Ryan uh, for pointers on your on your home videos for your okay. kids? Did you know he was in the, the business, the racket? Dude, you, I did not. I didn't know. You didn't know what he did. You just knew he was a dude in the flat bill hat looking cool at church. Okay. So, so kind of back up a little bit. I'm... I had started shooting weddings hmm. um, and stills or video stills. Okay, okay. So it's crazy. I was shooting stills of, and videos of my kids again, yeah. posting them on Instagram. Yeah. That led into me having a wedding photo career. Really? People reached out to me saying, Hey, I love the, these 1.2 photos of your kid <laughs> on will one you, lens. Will you shoot my wedding? And I was like, sure. You know, and I, and then, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I think daily um, our connection started was um someone at tombris was like a couple at tombris where they were getting married they're from out of town they didn't know any photographers ryan said you should check out my buddy ryan reed and um i was like so nervous like dude 
I don't even know like how much do I charge like these, you know, I don't even know how to do this thing. <laughs> Should I pay them? Yeah. I think I'll just pay them. Yeah. I'm a terrible salesman. Exactly. So I'll just pay exactly. them. <laughs> I'll do it for free, man. I'll do it. For, no problem. So he's like, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. Um, so I'm like, dude, I'll do it. If you like help me, if you're my second shooter, Yeah. you know, we'll do this. And so we had, he was like, okay, I booked this wedding and he's like, a bunch of people from Thomas are going to be there. And I was like, I don't even know what Thomas is at this moment. So, so this is, are you still flooring at this point? Let's see. What am I doing at this point? I'm flooring. I'm okay. totally flooring. Yeah. You're flooring. Yeah. And then, and then you, in, in between flooring and Tombras, you mm-hmm. say, maybe there's a wedding. Yeah. There, so there's he, a niche in the wedding market. He, yeah. And it was just something on the side. It was just something on the weekends, you know? Gotcha. Um, and uh, Supporting your family. And there kids. wasn't a lot involved. I mean, it was like two weddings a year. It wasn't yeah. like a big thing. But I, um, I'm like, hey, dude, um, you know, let's let's go have a beer and let's talk about like the plan for the wedding. You know, I was trying to like like really professional and cool. So in the middle of this, like talking about how we're gonna execute this wedding, he's like, he looks at me, he's like, dude, he's like, you should totally apply at Tombris. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing, man. He's like, dude, just do it. I'll help you get your reel together. Like, let's do it. And dude, no kidding. Two weeks later, I was hired at Tombers. Really? Yeah. As an editor As and a, videographer. <laughs> yeah. After which, shooting a wedding. Which we were editing in Avid at that point, which I definitely didn't know how to do. I could right. do Premiere barely, but yeah. it was, dude, I learned on the job. Totally. I owe Ryan Daly so much, man. Really? Oh my God. I can't believe where I'm at, honestly. I, I hear a lot of people say a lot of good things about that guy. He's the best. Yeah. He needs to be the next guest on here, honestly. Sure. Bring him on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam actually said that before you got here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, the other Ryan's going to be on. I was thinking the <laughs> Ryan Daly. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was it like uh, uh, going from uh, family videography slash <laughs> wedding photography to working at a big boy ad agency and being responsible for mm. moving pictures? Um, Dude, I don't even know. Like, I... My first couple of weeks there, I feel like we're kind of a blur because, um, I mean, my first literal two weeks on my office was an Apple box and a like camera cart as my office. And I didn't have a spot. I was kind of like in this weird, like it's a real power move, Thomas. Yeah. Totally. I like it. Yeah. It started like, <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and I, and a lot of that I think was just me just not knowing where I kind of fit in. Did um, Ryan Daly help you out? He did as much as he could. I mean, he's busy too, right? He was so busy. Yeah. I mean, that dude, I mean, I remember like the first time watching him like have his office door closed and uh, like, and like Dooley Thomas going in his office for an edit and being like, dude, is that what I'm going to have to do one day? (laughs) Am I going to sit with the boss, man? I promise you I'm going to hate it and I'm not going (laughs) to do good. And, um, it's not going to end well. And honestly, Ryan, I don't know what he saw in me, man. Like he literally, I mean, he pulled a bunch of, he pulled a bunch of, um, I don't know what out of me, um, big, the, one of the biggest uh, things that I remember from like early on, they sent me to Atlanta and I didn't know anybody at Tombris, like nobody. I knew Ryan Daly. That was it. They sent me to Atlanta by myself to shoot a, um, kind of like a tack on video for another bigger commercial. Right. Um, it's like a follow. Yeah. Follow him with a camera, make an edit later. And I w- my day, my thing was I'm going to shoot on the pre-light day. The pre-light day was going to be the day that I get the talent for just a little bit of time. Um, and, and then I'm out and the next day, you know, the real commercial is going to happen. So I go to Atlanta and I've got, dude, I've got like a C 100 
and like I don't even think I think I had like a 24 to 70 or 24 to 1 to 5 glass or whatever and I mean I walk in I'm by myself I'm like hey I'm you know hey I'm supposed to find so and so dude I didn't even know what where I was going or like what was happening or Mm -hmm. how production even worked right and I'm sitting (laughs) I'm sitting on the couch and this uh I guess looking back at it um director from LA who came to Atlanta to shoot this big time commercial for some big insurance company um started chatting me up he's like hey what kind of class you got or whatever and I'm like got the 24 to dude, 105 I <laughs> probably looked like the biggest like dingus ever dude and I'm just trying and I'm I'm texting Ryan Daly in the middle of it like bro like help me like I don't know what I'm doing like oh my I was terrified like literally sick to my stomach and I had I had someone I had a scripty I didn't even know what that was a script and, like, supervisor didn't know that some yeah. yeah you you had one or I, the, they the they there was one there who yeah. was asking me questions mm. and I'm like I don't, why I don't know I don't know and then the gaffer started asking me questions how I want things set you up you must have looked like you knew what the hell you were doing or nobody I'm would not voted. sure <laughs> I wish that I was dude I wish I was outside looking in because I'm I mean literally I'm having conversations with the gaffer yeah. on like how do I want things set up and lit and stuff yeah. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Okay, so I I think I know what happened. <laughs> I, I I think it was a pre-light day. It was a pre-light. I know it was a pre-light day. I, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you it was a pre-light day. Yes. <laughs> but but I don't think the DP or the director were there yet, and so they found the first guy with the camera and started asking him what to do. Thinking I was the main yeah. guy. Thinking you were the HMFIC. Dude, this guy. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Well, do you remember seeing the director of the DP that day? Well, he they weren't. Well, they weren't there. No, no, no. the The DP and the gaffer were for sure there. Okay, it's prelay day. Okay, okay, okay. So I told him what was going on. Hey, I'm you know Ryan Freed from <laughs> Knoxville, and like I've got to shoot a video, and like I've got this, and and they're like, cool. Where do you want the lights? And like I told him, I directed it, and like I shot it, and I directed the talent, and like left, and I was like Ryan. What the fuck did I just did you do? you get in your car and throw up dude, after you were done? I've never... Dude, I'm nauseous thinking about it. I'm nauseous telling the story right now. And I remember telling Ryan, like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, bro, that's cool. I feel like that 99% of the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And it made me feel better. Yeah. It made me feel better. Yeah. And, like, now to this day, like, when I'm, like, directing, like, talent as, like, the, you know, photographer on this big $100,000 gig, like, I remember those times. I'm like, I'm just... No one here knows what they're doing. They so just want to be told. So <laughs> let's just tell them, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, and we'll hug at the end. You that's know? that's the thing that makes it dangerous, though. <laughs> yeah, is that someone can mask mm-hmm. incompetence with bravado mm-hmm. and just like take over a, yeah. a scene. You're like, wait, yeah. wait a second. Who are you? Like, did you? Yeah, are you part yeah. of this thing? <laughs> Turns out, I'm kind of good at it. So. <laughs> Well, Turns what, out I'm kind of good at it. So what? Like, what happened next? Did you Dude, did you dig I, into that world after yeah. that? You were like, I, well, I can actually, I can actually do this with a camera, with lights, with with yeah. directing talent. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like such a phony, and I think I think all people do at some point. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, that strikes. was. I mean, dude, it was it was the most in my face that's ever been. Yeah. Um, and you know, I remember going home afterwards and just and just like being emotional about it and being like what just happened and and is this what this will always feel like and mm. and now like 
after being in it a while, I know that it doesn't feel like that all the time. Um, a lot of the times it's a lot more like a lot more quiet than that, you know. And um, but I mean, just because you feel more comfortable doing it, you mm-hmm. think? I think so. Is that it? I think so. There's not as much racket in your head. Yeah, going on. I, I think at that point I thought there was a right and a wrong way of doing it, and mm. I think now I know that there's not. I think that there's. It's up to you. It's a lot of it is what I'm going to bring to the table, mm-hmm. and it's going to be my secret sauce. That's why that's you're it. there. That's why you're there to begin with. Yeah, that that's the part that you were sent to figure out. Yeah, and I think I think, dude, I think, I think I'm really beginning to figure out that um, that what I bring to the table is actually valuable. You know? Yeah, that's that's awesome man. yeah and it's unique to me and it's like you know um someone really wise man he told me like um only i can bring what i can bring and and i don't have to make you bring what i bring let's just bring what we all bring and mm. and i think that if we if we kind of sit into that world and we kind of um get comfortable there in a good way in a healthy way then it's really cool like like what we can really accomplish together that's what i think is so cool about being a photographer who's directing talent, somebody in front of the camera, um, a director, an assistant director. Uh, the fact that you don't have to be able to do every job great. Mm-hmm. You just need to be able to bring the parts together and make sure that everybody is helping push the ship in the same direction. Yeah. And then put a little bit of magic on top mm-hmm. of it, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't know I'm bringing the magic. Mm. Um, on a recent shoot in West Virginia for one of my favorite um, whiskey companies, Smooth Ambler. Um, I was shooting and I was, you know, you know, sometimes you get in your head and you're like, there's so- I need to bring something here and I'm not sure where I'm going to find it, but I'm going to, I'm going to work hard to find it like right now. I had the, one of those moments and, um, and I'm on a ladder and, and, um, I think I, I started taking the lens and putting it really close to the ladder to where I get a little bit of foreground. Hmm from the ladder in the yeah. shot in these stills that I'm shooting mm-hmm. and I'm hearing people behind me freaking out. They're like, Oh my God. Yes. This is it. This is beautiful. And I remember they're thinking like, dude, I literally worked so hard to figure that out in the moment right there. Really? And that was like, okay, I finally got it. You know? And I think there's so many times whenever I'm working and it's like in my head, I'm thinking there's some, there's something missing here. Even though what I'm doing is good. There's something missing here. That's like me bringing me to the table. Mm. And I think a lot of times I, f- I struggle to like, believe that that's going to be good yeah. or that's going to be the right decision. Yes. You know, well, one of my, one of my favorite assistant directors, Mike Figlio out of Nashville, he, uh, he gives this speech. God bless him. I've heard him give it five to 10 times <laughs> now. It's about um, his dad was a re- recording uh, engineer guy back in the days of tape in mm-hmm. the, you know, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the you know, somebody would walk in, the producer, I think, was was the one who said, you know, everybody's, everybody here can do the work. Like, we, we know, we know that. You wouldn't be here if you couldn't do the work. Sure. But our job is to provide an environment and a space for the people who in front of the, are in front of the microphone, who are in front of the camera, to do their job too, mm-hmm. but to be able to put a little bit of extra magic on top mm-hmm. of it, that pluses everything that yeah that we all do. And and I, I think if you set out with that kind of mentality mm-hmm. of let's let's provide a safe space for yeah let's dude. provide a space for the people who are who are 
in front of the camera, in mm -hmm. front of the mic, the ones that are out there, mm -hmm. provide a space for them to do their best work plus yes. a little bit. Yeah. And that's where you get the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being safe and feeling safe, I think, is super important to know that it's okay to stumble and fumble and make a mistake. And that's like part of, that's kind of part of what we're talking about. It's like giving someone enough space to um, really bloom into mm. what like they're supposed to be. Yes. Uh, and I think that there, there comes the, the safe part of it that you're talking about, which is be confident and be comfortable with what you're doing a hundred percent where it's autopilot. Yeah. And you're yeah. able to add a little bit on oh yeah on top of it yourself. That's when you're when you're in your sweet spot. Yeah, when you're feeling confident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're starting to feel bored, mm. do something extra. Yeah, you know, shoot past the ladder. <laughs> shoot past the yeah. ladder. Yeah, yeah, dude. And that ladder just happened to be on brand, like in brand colors. <laughs> just and, it was, and it was during right the moment up. I was shooting photos for of the like creator of the company. Really? Right after we wrapped that scene was there was the whole the whole thing had wrapped. It was like four days in West Virginia. The um that guy um called everybody together and he's like, I don't usually do this, but I mean dude gave his speech, teared, like tears coming down his face and um and cried and like it was like, dude, this is why we do this. It was beautiful. It was cool. Yes. And and that <laughs> like to to maybe bring this like even back to something that we talked about earlier, like I, I feel like that's the special thing that like a non jaded market, yeah, like Knoxville mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> can bring. Mm -hmm. And and you know, you guys have Knoxville people up there, I assume. And yeah, and Knoxville that, crew. Hundred yeah. percent Knoxville crew. Right. And and so I think <laughs> there's just a bit of gratitude. Yeah that that maybe disappears in bigger markets i don't know maybe it doesn't maybe maybe it's still there i just don't see it when i'm working in new york or yeah. la but it's just it like i said transactional it all just seems like everybody's there working for a day rate and then yeah. and then they're gone but but I, I feel like when 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 the people that i know in the business work together mm -hmm. we feel a lot better than we should when we're done doing it because we it's, feel like we did something awesome and yeah. we're damn grateful to have a job doing what we do and we're not nailing floors yes exactly and that's what i go i go back to all the time it's i mean like my career is is kind of cliche it's like i know what it's like to be in a warehouse literally building floors you know and those guys there like they're awesome people but a lot of times they don't, they're not looking past what they're doing right there. Right. And I mean, dude, I got the call. I was on a pontoon boat with some really close family friends. Um, when I got the call from Charlie Thomas that I got the job and I fell to my knees, dude, it was cause I knew like my life, I, I was able to, I got an opportunity to be something right there, mm. you know? And, and I would give, to be here. I would, I would take that mentality somebody with that uh vantage point with that perspective over anybody mm -hmm. any day yeah i mean some appreciation and some gratitude yeah. for for where you're at and what you're getting to do because man we're not we're not doing anything special we're not saving lives mm -hmm. we're not doing anything that that does more than make people smile right which is important right it is um you know but <laughs> But for us to find a ton of uh, purpose in it, I think is 
it's really cool. And yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's the thing that, that keeps our market kind of mm-hmm. ahead a little bit. I, <laughs> I like to be, think so. I could be wrong. Yeah. How the pandemic treat you? It was great, man. Um, yeah. Did you do some, nobody, nobody ever says the pandemic treated them great. So I'm so <laughs> glad to hear it. Yeah. Did you, did you figure out what was important? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, dude, the first like month in, I probably lost 20 pounds, not really? because I was like not eating, but because I was like taking the time to think about what I was putting in my body mm. for the first time in years mm. and slowing down. And, um, I used to wake up super early in the morning just to have me time. And, and I kind of put that aside and, and that kind of sounds like a, a negative thing, but it was like, no, like let, let my time be like, um, with my family, you know, and I, and I, I got some much needed rest in there and a lot of reset and a lot of refresh and a lot of like figuring out, um, you know, what did I wanted to do? Like, how did I, how did I want to, um, like have my family like be for the rest of, of this thing, you know, and of your life. Well, you know, or just the pandemic in a lot of ways, dude, it was like the life. I mean, yeah. it was like, Hey, we've been going with our head down for a long time. You know, and we looked up and we have three kids together and, and I'm somehow in this crazy industry now. And yeah, we've we, never stood at the top of the hill, we, down yeah, and we've been never, like, okay, what's, what have we done? Dude, here? yeah, that it was a lot of standing on top of the hill and, and like thinking about like, is this, like, how are we about this? How are we feeling about this whole thing? Mm. Is this right? Yeah. Is this right? <laughs> is this what we want to do? Yeah. You know? And, um, and, you know, thankfully it was, you know, because, um, Going back into it, you know, it's like, um, okay, you know, the pandemic is not over, but it's, you know, we're back to work and we're, we're again at this moment where our heads are down. And I think if I didn't have that moment of looking at, looking at how things were, um, I'd be kind of scared where I was right now because it's, it's very busy and, um, you know, and, and my wife and I really just teamed up together and, and I was, it's weird to say, but like I had a moment where I was like, I actually like my family. I actually like what I'm doing. I actually like where I'm living. I actually like what I'm doing. I actually like who I am as a person. And it's not that, that you didn't feel that way before. You mm-hmm. just never had time to recognize No it. time to think about it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so crazy. And like, and like really, I, I told myself, I'm not going back to work the same. Like, I'm not going to. So are you, you know? different now than you were before? I like the to pandemic? think so. Mindset-wise? I think so. Really? Yeah, I think so. Man, I, I just met you tonight. <laughs> I like, know, I, 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 I'm kind of glad about that. Like, yeah. I feel like I yeah, got yeah. you a really good time. I mean, I, I, I was, let's just say this. I was, before the pandemic, I was kind of like I was talking to you about before. Like, I was trying to figure out my value in a lot of other things. Um and a lot of it had to do with how much money I was getting made, like getting paid. Hmm. And um, because of where I came from, I started, you know, pretty low, you know. And but then I started like thinking, I'm living just fine. Everything is hmm. just fine. And if I made a, that much, that price that I had in my head for some reason, I would have been sacrificing a lot of who I was. And um, I came to find that um, if you're if you're not like careful, if I wasn't going to be careful, I was going to make a name for myself in this industry. That wasn't actually who actually mm. me, my name that I was making for myself wasn't actually me. So, so like a hard stop yeah. kept, kept you from, 
continuing down the road mm -hmm. of, of building what yeah. you didn't feel like was yeah. the right reputation. I was, I would have had built something, but it wouldn't, it would have been a false me. And you would have been stuck with it. I would have been stuck with it for the rest of my, with, I mean, unless I did a whole like rebrand. Hey, yeah. Rebrand. Like I'm out of this thing. <laughs> But like, dude, which are hard to do, by the way, you mm -hmm. can't really do those. Like nobody forgets about who you were or what you did before. Yeah. You can't just say I'm a different person and stop. And there's no press conference to be held. You know, right. it wasn't like, Hey guys, listen, gather around. <laughs> so yeah, dude, in a lot of ways, I'm, I am so thankful for like that little break in, in this space of, and then I come back and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I respect myself a little bit more. I, I. I halted right before this name I was making wasn't mine. And now I'm here making a name for myself, actually, you know, doing better work and more um, substantial work than before by far. Wow. And having fun doing it and, and it being me. And it's like comfortable and, and nice. <laughs> do, do you think it's uh, do you think it's your perspective change that has enabled that to, to happen, given that the space to kind of grow? Yeah, it, it was. I got caught up in like, if I'm a if I'm an advertising photographer, this these are the things that need, I need to check off the list, and I know that's not true. And it goes back to that whole like scary well, moment in what Atlanta. Do you mean? What do you mean if if you have a list of things to check off? Then I thought you know there was a I thought there was li a list of things that I needed to be to be a photographer in this industry. Mm. You thought you thought you had to check boxes mm -hmm. in order to be able to say that you did the thing the yeah, right way to have cred, you know? And yeah. I know that like my kind of story leading into where I am is like not the norm. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be here. I was kind of, in a lot of ways I feel like I was just brought here and like plopped down. Um, but I'm also learning that like, um, that's not true that I worked hard to get here mm -hmm. that I, I, um, I've worked at my craft, uh, to get to where I'm at. Um, and that I deserve to be here. And, and in a lot of ways, I didn't feel that way before. I thought mm. I'm such a phony. It was the imposter thing. It was big time for me, dude. Big yeah. time. Um, so set, having that reset and having that, those conversations with myself and with my, with my wife and just with people I trust in, in the industry and, and in life in general, just totally reset me to where I knew going back, I wouldn't be the same. You know, it's probably going to happen again. Like if this pandemic goes away 10 mm -hmm. years from now, we're yeah. all going to feel like we're the, the same thing you felt yeah. right before it started. <laughs> yeah. Probably because, you know, we're plodding down the road and doing, yeah. you know, fast as we can. Busy. You busy? I'm mm -hmm. busy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Um, but maybe it's good for us to have a mm -hmm. little bit of consciousness around. Yeah, I think our um, situation. I think it's good to have somebody or something in your life to make you do those kind of resets. Um without a pandemic <laughs> occurring, you know, whether it be, yeah, I guess you have to be intentional about it. It's very intentional, dude. It's yeah. very intentional. It's very, I mean, I have a life coach that I, I see monthly. That's, really? That's out of the, that's not even in this country. That's not even in the industry. It's just somebody I can talk you, to. You buy it or is it working? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Really? I, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, see, a lot always... of what I'm saying is coming from, is from what I've learned from this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, it's just something to this person, um, speaks life into me from an outsider perspective. They don't know who I am. They don't live in this country. So a lot of it is not even how we do things in this country mindset wise. Right. Um, and yeah, I see them twice a week or twice a month for a year, a year and a half probably. That that's fun. I mean, I, I am, 
I feel I don't awful. want to sound like a weirdo, but no, I feel awful because like when I hear people <laughs> say I've got a life coach, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, yeah, you, you know, like it, yeah, it's just it, it feels no, it's just weird. The, it's just it feels dude weird, but you know wrote what? A book and I'm like, I bought into the book, I reached out to him, and like we do this thing, yeah. But that's merit to mm-hmm. me. The fact sure. that the fact that it. Mm-hmm. It's positively impacting you. Yeah. You yeah. have to change. I'm, I'm going to quit being such an asshole, man. <laughs> you're great. I got to quit being so judgmental. Dude, on this one night that I've, I've got to hang with you, <laughs> you're all right. You're pretty cool. Um, but I mean, a lot of it is just like, hey, hey, how can I get an outsider perspective on on my life? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing we were talking about, about how do you, uh, you know, what's going to reset you other than a pandemic? Maybe yeah. it's somebody else. Yeah. Maybe it's somebody else's perspective. That's valuable. It's valuable. I mean, in in the world that I'm in, um, you can put your head down and wake up and be two years into it and be like, hey, I did the same thing that I've been doing, the same thing for two years. Hmm. And wake up and be like, cool, let's put our head down and do it again for two years. Yeah. Didn't grow at all. 30 years down the road and nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah. So. So <clears throat> any like stuff you're excited about, new projects coming up that's <laughs> that's happening that's – well, dude, at Tomber's, it's like something new every week. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, Just new clients, new, new clients. projects. Yeah. You get briefed on stuff, and then you yeah. figure out their look, their yeah. how you want to how you want to fit into the whole message. Yeah, yeah. So do you do you have to <clears throat> interface with a bunch of different teams, whether it's like copywriting or yep. design teams? Or- yeah, a lot of social media teams too. A lot oh of, yeah, um, that's such do- a big part of of people's strategy brands strategy yeah. these days that it's nice that the professionals are starting to right. dig into that world instead of it being an afterthought an intern with a t- telephone you know yeah totally no it's um at tombris i mean our our like bread and butter um a lot of days is hey what are we posting on social media for the month of november That's or whatever great. and so like the days i don't want to say it's days that i like I'm like on autopilot because I'm not, but a lot of times it's like, Hey, let's go in the studio. Let's do something on the table, tabletop stuff. Let's, uh, you know, we know where the lights are going to be. We know, we know this brand very well because we do it, you know, monthly kind of thing. Um, and so those are nice to have as fillers on the in between like big jobs, you know, in quotes, big jobs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I I feel you. That's, It's a lot of fun to go in with a with a blinking cursor, a mm-hmm. blank page, mm-hmm. and to be able to come up with some ideas and have some fun. That's why we yeah. got into it to begin with. Yeah, dude. I mean, like this, like we just got off a big shoot for uh, Smooth Ambler in Knoxville in the rain, and uh, mm-hmm. and it was cool. It was a big deal. Um, but then, like this Friday, you know, I'm like I'm shooting tabletop stuff for you know Drake's Cakes, and it's gonna be fun and silly and you know, yeah. going to be on Instagram, you know? And it's like, it, it'll probably be some of your favorite stuff you shut all yeah, year. And it's just like, careful. and I love the people that we, I get to work with on yeah. those days. You know, it's like these social media copywriters and creatives and, and art directors who are really talented and they, they, we do, we have a lot of fun on those days, you know? Well, you guys have like some of the best of the best, you know, with it, within the walls of that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know there's all kinds of competition that goes around everywhere, yeah. but, yeah, yeah. You know, not to not to do the cliche uh, uh rising tide floats all boats. Sure. But like we have to all be engaged and mm-hmm. we're all lucky to have a Tombras in yeah, town. Sure, all man. of us are. Yeah. I mean, we can't keep 
pop fizz can't keep the freelance market alive. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes 100%. everybody. Mm -hmm. it, it takes Sam's and Chris Durfee's and Shane Hunter's yeah. that, that are working for somebody else half the year to, mm -hmm. and working hard and learning new stuff. Right. And, and it, it really does benefit all of us to have you guys around and <laughs> hopefully it's vice versa too. Yeah. You know, hopefully we're, hopefully we're, you know, pulling our weight a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, like I told you earlier, it's like, I'm, stoked to be here because I get to kind of branch out from my Converse bubble a little bit, yeah. which is nice. Super yeah. nice. I think that's important in Knoxville. Well, we all know the same stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of silly. It's like, um, why would you not want to spend time with people who are interested in the exact <laughs> same things as you are and doing yeah, the dude. same things that you are on a daily basis? Like it's the basics of building a friendship really. Like yeah. similar interests. Yes. And, and and so, you know, why do we have to be separated? Mm -hmm. Because we work for different companies or because mm -hmm. uh, our, our flags are, you know, yeah. different, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, there, there's more, a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Dude, what else, what, what else we got? What do we mean? We could, we could sit here and talk for three hours if you want. I don't even know how long it's been. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is, it's been great, man. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the show. Thank so you. it's like to be on here is awesome. Um, well, I think you're really, um, a, a, like almost the exemplary guest of like somebody who I don't know, mm -hmm. I know of mm -hmm. very interested in what they do and to be able to sit and talk to him for an hour and figure that out. Like that's, yeah. it's like, that's, yeah. this is a great excuse to be able to do it. Cause yeah. I'm, you know, no. I, I would want to do this anyway. Yeah, I know. And I, and like we talked before, it's like, it's just trying to figure out a time to get this going. It's nice to have something on the schedule that I can look forward to, <laughs> you know, otherwise it would never happen. Yeah, but, I know. Busy man. But yeah, I mean, just, you know, I just, I, uh, I, I'm, I find myself lucky to be a part of the industry in Knoxville. Um, I pinch myself a lot of times, you know, and like, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think that Knoxville has a lot to give, man. I love the city. I love like I love that like I wanted to go away from it, and it kind of held me here. And um, yeah, that's crazy. I, you just made me realize there's like another cool part of this, which is we're not imports, you and I. Right. Like we didn't come from the university. We didn't come right. from somewhere else, and and we're from here, and yeah. we got into an industry. Mm -hmm. um, in town that is very much a homegrown thing too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's doing, it's doing the trick. The machine is yeah. working, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We couldn't help it. We yeah. couldn't help it get here, couldn't. which is cool. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to meet some of my best friends in this, in this industry. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's like, what other kind of like, what else could we want other than like making cool shit with our friends, like, and getting paid for it, you know, like, we That's, get to be friends and make cool shit. Yes. It's the best. Straight back to, <laughs> yes, to what makes us special is that we get to, yeah. um, it's it's not just an on to the next job kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. You and I, if we work together today, we might work together again mm -hmm. tomorrow. Or yep. We might work together again in four months. Well, it's funny how once you do it once, it's like, okay, cool. We're working together every other week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's cool. It's like. Yeah, it's like I've started to see Sam around more often than, you know, I talked to you earlier about like Shane Hunter does one job. It's like, cool, we haven't not seen each other in, you know, two years, you know. And, and it cool. really helps to get along with that mm -hmm. person and for that person to be a, a person that you want to spend your time with. Yeah. And and not a diva. Yeah. And it's interesting, man. It's like, you know, I um, 
I, I'll be the first one to say no to beers after a shoot on Friday yeah. because I've got three kids and a wife at home that yeah. are like begging for me to be home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, hey, man, let's go. Let's plan a camping trip. Who do I want there? And I'll list off five, six people that I work with on a normal basis, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we might not be best friends outside of work, but we but you like hanging out with but them. I, I can't wait to hang out with you next time. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like over and over again. I can't wait to to do that. And this is the first job where I've like, you know, started to create these friendships that are like really true and deep. And, and, and like I said, like there's nothing me and daily life about it all the time because, you know, they, I don't know another industry or profession where you go into it day one, not knowing who the person is, you know, Hey, you know, Hey, Phil, you're my DIT today. Awesome. Nice to meet you. I'm Ryan. Can't wait to work with you. We work all day together. We make beautiful shit. At the end, I'm hugging you. And I'm like, and I'm thankful for you. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, what? That's like, I don't know a lot of other places that do that. I think the first time I felt that was actually on a Tomber's job. I was I was freelancing as a camera assistant um, for a Farmer Charlie shoot, I nice. believe. Yeah, cool. Um, years ago, probably seven or eight years ago. And uh, Beef and Pie. Yeah was in town shooting that stuff. Oh yeah. Which they like that production company, like (laughs) they're the best. Yeah. Uh, But they, but they were some of the first people that I saw bring that mentality Mm. of, we can all be happy when we do this. We don't have to be yelling at each other the whole time. Oh my God. I love it. And after, and I'd worked with them a couple of years before when they'd come in town, but Mm. after our, I think it was a two day shoot for, uh, for Farmer Charlie or Food City or something like yeah. that. And we all went to the casual pint afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and it was like, I swear to God, I just worked with these people for three years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And knew them so well, knew their personalities, yeah. knew, you know, what jokes they thought were funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your and best friends. Spent two Inside days jokes together. are already happening. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know if it's because, like, it's just like a lot of people working their asses off. And a lot of times, like, not the best conditions, you know, mm. whether it be, like, so hot or just on your feet all day or what. But, like, everybody on a, on a healthy, beautiful set is working towards one goal, you know. And, like, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that, dude. I, I think that this is, my, this is my thing. I think that everybody's working so hard on set to do this thing they're mm-hmm. using their entire brain mm-hmm. there's no room for them to put on any falsities yeah, sure or put on a face that's a great point you get to see who people are that's a great point because they don't have any room yeah. to bullshit you yeah because they're the, working as hard as they can yeah there's nothing left in the tank to be fake at all exactly so yeah you really that's feel true like you get that's an excellent point <laughs> excellent point and it really uh, yeah i mean that's honestly probably my favorite thing about this industry is that is that yeah. thing right there um yes. Because like, I don't know, when you're building floors and you're doing it every day, um, you don't give a shit about like, you know, I'm building floors. I don't care what the end product looks like. I'm doing floors, you know, yeah. and you have your head down, you're doing it. And, and after a while, it's just like, what am I doing here? You know, like nobody really wants to be here. And um, but when you feel like there's um, I mean, when there's gratification at the end of the day mm-hmm. and when it's all different every mm-hmm. time, too, that's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, it's you're, not the, it's not the same thing every day. Carrying out a different goal with the same people. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like punching the clock. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like making widgets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was talking to somebody, I think it probably was Shane Hunter. Um, it was like, 
the ability to solve problems in a creative environment is pretty gratifying. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah. That's when we need, that's when also when we need to appreciate what we do and yep. be grateful for what we do mm-hmm. because there are a lot, air traffic controllers have to solve problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not create environments. Not, it's the creative And the stakes kinda, are super high. Yeah. And and for us, the stakes are high-ish. It's, yeah. But there's money on the line. Yeah, totally. Someone put a lot of money into this. Yes. People's time. Right. You know, that's that stuff. Deadlines. <laughs> yes, but it's open ended. Mm-hmm. Like we get we get a chance to mm-hmm. affect the the product. Yeah, yeah, it's really gratifying. It's really cool to see. I mean, and you know what's crazy to me is that the gratifying part doesn't come from seeing it on the big screen. No, a lot of times, not for me either. Yeah, it's it's executing it. It's getting yeah. it in the can. You're seeing it like you're because I'm experiencing those things when someone says rap. I haven't mm. seen shit put yeah. together yet. Right. But when I know it's good mm. and I know that I was like here with people making good shit, like I don't, dude, I don't even need to see it. Sometimes that can ruin it. I think that's where the, <laughs> the director or whoever's in charge can really come in handy because you're like, yeah. when, when rap is called, it's like, mm-hmm. we just did it. Yeah. Like we got every, we, we did, we got everything. Yeah. We did everything. We, we checked every yeah. box. Yeah. That we meant to check mm-hmm. today, and whether or not you know what it looks like down the road yeah. at the end, it doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it, it, it literally it happened matter. for the day. Somebody else mm-hmm. who knows a, who knows a lot more about the scope right. says that we did a good job. Right? Yeah. A it lot of times it doesn't even make sense, like or doesn't even make a difference what it looks like yeah. at the end. Well, dude, I am so damn glad to meet you, <laughs> and <laughs> I hope too, we get man. to hang out some more. Yeah. Somehow, hope yeah. we get to work together. Yeah. Somehow. Dude, I would love that so much. Yeah. Really. I really would. Well, I really appreciate you coming by and, mm-hmm. and doing this. It's been great to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, dude. You got it, man. Take care. Yeah. You too. All right. Dig it. Did you dig it? Thanks for being here, y'all. If you want to help out the podcast, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash South and Scruffy. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, we've also got Instagram. Check us out on Instagram uh, at South of Scruffy on Instagram. You can also find this episode on YouTube if you want to check it out there. I guess I should have said that at the beginning. I'm new at this. Sorry. You guys take care. Be good. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Pitchwire. Play me out. <laughs>